0: Played, the record got played, and the radio stations got tricked. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. See, well, they got tricked yeah. in a sense.
1: I got to ask you because there's a lot of stories of how the name came about. Somebody said that you uh, picked it up when you were a boxer somebody said Leonard Chess gave. It. No. I've the name. Leonard
0: Chess didn't know about, about, yeah. about no ghettos, though. Yeah. Well, the,
1: the, story, the name means uh, funny story. Huh? No. No. Well, doesn't mean that. No. See, see, these are the, the no, <laughs> no. Sure no. See, that's yeah. that's
0: what. Yeah. That's what pisses me off a lot is that people try to try to make out of what I am or what I've become uh, what they want it to be is uh, what they can identify with not what the real uh, reason or the real cause or whatever you want to call it and the only way to, to find out what, what it is is to come and ask me and let exactly. me give you the definition exactly. of what it exactly is Exactly why we're here sir you know.
1: Where did the name come from?
0: Kids gave me the name in school
1: did
0: it mean anything at all? Well, at that time, I got the nickname because I would uh, mostly take up for little guys that couldn't defend themselves. Was this in
1: Mississippi, Mississippi no, or something? No, this was You're Chicago.
0: Chicago. I, I wasn't raised up in Mississippi. Yeah. I was just born there. Yeah. You know, I was raised in Chicago. And you either had to learn how to be a fast runner after school <laughs> or either be fast with your hands, you know be fast on your feet you know what I'm saying or fast with your hands you know what I'm saying (laughs) or either a good gift of gab to get yourself out of a trick (laughs) you had had three things that had to be going for you (laughs) be able to talk your way out of getting whooped by a bunch of dudes or either be fast (laughs) or be rough and I was lucky enough to be uh, a little bit Rough. A little I was a stocky little dude and strong and, and uh later when I got old enough to go into the gym and found out about a gym, I started hanging around and uh, uh learning in the neighborhood there, you know, uh neighborhood boxing stuff, you know, and we'd all uh beat on each other, you know, and stuff like this. And it was good. You know, every neighbor, like you got the Boy Scouts and stuff like that. We used to uh, have uh, things, guys to come out and says, hey, man, you going down to the gym today? And, you know, yeah, let's go down there and and work out, you know. And um, uh, I had a spying partner named Roosevelt Jackson. We used to beat the, beat the hell out of each other all the time, you know. And it... Uh, it learns you how to deliver uh, punches and take punches. You know, you know, you don't get slapped in the face and then run hide. You know, you know.
1: And so did the name come out of that. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And they start calling me Bo Diddley. Now don't ask me why.
1: And and we were still you were, you were a musician at this time. You were still. I was
0: playing guitar on the street corners. You know, at 12, 13 years old. You know, and um, I was playing violin though uh, mostly in church. You know. Classical like, music, you know. Make a lot of money with that. Yeah, you didn't find no black people with no violins. Yeah. And that kind of worried me a little bit, you know. But I never thought that I'd be Bo Diddley.
1: After, after the boxing and you worked in construction, I assume that's yeah. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh you decided that music was going to be it for you?
0: Well, I had been doing it, and then I made the record Bo Diddley in 1955 and turned the whole music scene around. Now that I know, you I know.
1: Just to lead up to that. You were playing at yeah. a club. Did you put a band Seven or in? 708. Seven no, it was just playing. three of us. Uh, trio.
0: Spain? No, 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 no. Uh, Roosevelt Jackson, the oldest Span was uh, for, uh, with uh, Muddy Waters and Lil' Walter. And uh, Velo was with uh, Lil' Walter, you know. And uh, Roosevelt Jackson and Jerome Green, and later we put Clifton James, which is the drummer, is uh, the man that did the original Bo Le Beat. On drums.
1: Now you went up, you, you made this record, did you make it on your own? Or did you no, we to went, you went, went to Chess Records, went to Chester. Leonard. What happened up there? With, with well, records?
0: they liked it, but I had to go back home and rewrite the words because the words was a little bit rough. We called it Uncle John, but uh, it, had a, it was a two-meaning song. Yeah. The words had two meaning, and uh, they couldn't actually uh, deal with that type of music at that time.
1: What kind of yeah. opportunities were for, for black musicians in Chicago even then to, to make a buck?
0: Uh, Wasn't any. No. no, Muddy Waters had everything sold up, man. If you couldn't play yeah. like Muddy Waters, you might as well go put your stuff back in the rack.
1: Was he one of your idols? Uh, who did you think? Oh, yeah,
0: Muddy was an idol of mine, but uh, not far as for me to patronize. after. I just loved what he was doing. But I couldn't play blues. You know, I do a few little blues tunes that I write myself, but I'm limited, very limited. Just like I couldn't play blues, Muddy couldn't do what I'm doing, you know, and because I got that real what you call that sanctified rhythm when I really want to make people sweat, work, you know, I go into that sanctified bag on them, you know, put that religious beat on, you know. Where
1: did Where did it come from? The beat, the riff, whatever. Don't ask
0: me, man. I don't know. I just jumped up with it one day and did it by accident. Like to like. Here the other night I was on stage, and my finger went and made a chord that I liked. In other words, I'm still learning. Yes.
1: Well, you always experimented.
0: You yeah, always you got to. You got to. Well, you
1: always did that. Yeah, you
0: know, and so now I got I got a new note to play with. You <laughs> dig? <laughs> See, and that's the way it was with that song. Yeah, I went and I started beating and banging on, on the guitar, and, and I fool round and hit that I says, hey. That's I'm then I fooled round and got it got the got it syncopated right where it sounded good and it would fit these dirty lyrics that I had. You know. See the lyrics came first. I see. Then the music. So since I had to go back and rewrite the song, it fell right in place with uh Bowdy La Body Baby Diamond Rain.
1: And we and had the maracas. And the, the I maracas I heart? put
0: that in there. There was yeah. a reason for that. We didn't have a drummer during that time, so we had to have something that sounded like drums. So we first started off with a paper bag, and 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 uh, just two great big old shopping bags, you know, <laughs> on a board. And the guy would sit uh, uh, sit there and go, you know, and slap on these bags. We didn't have no money, man. You know. It well,
1: must have cost $50 to do this session. <laughs> I, no,
0: no, no, not for the session. This was. Just yeah, yeah. When we were me. first putting it all together, when we first got started, man, we used to work the street corners and make money past the hat, and we bought all new uh, moroccos and strings and things. I didn't have to tie my strings no more. You know, uh, strings were like 25 cents a piece, and uh, five bucks for a set, man. And I didn't have to shoot five dollars. That was hard to get. You know.
1: We're talking about the early 50s
0: now. Right? Oh yes. Yeah. See, everybody seems to think, like you take all the entertainers that are out here today, that are running around. You know, they don't know, they don't know what a musician' hard time is. Just because maybe they set up the hotel and they ain't got a gig for one week or something like that, that ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. It's when you have to tie your guitar strings uh, together. Break a piece off of another string and tie it to another other string in order to make it long enough so that you can practice or either go and try to make a dollar somewhere. This is hard. This is called uh, learning how to be a vet, uh, uh, learning uh, grooming you to be a trooper. You understand? Know and the entertainers today uh, have walked on the threshold that me, the platters. Chuck Berry, Elvis Presley, you know, Carl Perkins, Little Richard and Muddy Waters and Little Walter, you know, the Shirelles and, and, you know, the Supremes and all these, they have walked out on this threshold that we built. You know what I'm saying? Sure. We put it where it's that all they have to go out there and the 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 the, the fruit is already ripe. You know what i mean We planted it. And then we were ran off of the field.
1: I want to get into that, too. I, I, I want to get back to... You made the record, and now how's this feel to you have your, your record on the radio? Remember? Sounded funny. Yeah?
0: Because I was one of those people that didn't trust anybody. And I am um, kind of sorry that I did uh, drop my guard because when I started trusting uh people in the in the in the record business uh i didn't know what was going on but something was going on you mean
1: they did something with your
0: record uh, no the the, the, the the money wasn't right
1: oh, oh i was going to ask you about that too uh, yeah how, you know how uh, you, uh, off, you, felt you got the it the money
0: wasn't right I, I i wasn't that good at at figures and all that kind of stuff because i dropped out of school at an early age but uh you don't have to be uh that good at figures to tell that you've been had. Yeah. You know. And when you know, when you say you look at it, say say, Oh wow, the record's selling all over this big United States of America. And how many people we got in this place? So we say maybe two hundred thousand, a hundred thousand people, uh buying a record for one side then a hundred thousand is buying it for both sides or fifty thousand you know they said well how much money that might bring me you know you start wondering wow that's a lot of pennies you know so where's mine and when you don't see any pennies then you know you've been had you
1: didn't make any money on that record no
0: I ain't got no money. I ain't got no money from Sugar Hill, you know. All these years? I ain't got mean, no money, but they're going to pay. Wow.
1: I, I was going to ask you how exploited no you felt you were, but you, you really never... I
0: haven't seen mm-hmm. no money.
1: Before the accounting... No money. Yeah. I just wanted to ask, before the accounting, uh, what did it do of your life money. What did to your life they have this hit? Uh, oh. <laughs> the good times. Before yeah. you found out that well, you were going to get screwed here.
0: Yeah, the good times. To have a hit record, it made me uh, a little boy uh, being black, and I could not believe that I had become uh, a person that had a name that may grow into something as a monument, or it was just a fad. It's here today, gone tomorrow. Uh, but we're looking at thirty years.
1: Yeah. Well, we know it lasted.
0: Yeah, we're looking for thirty. Looking at thirty years, and it makes me awfully angry to see people, you know, to hear people take my idea. But this is America, and maybe these are the things that happens in America, and uh, with all of the red tape and stuff. But I thought that a man. Uh, develop a Cadillac. That Cadillac belongs to him. I can't go out and make cars that look like Cadillacs and expect General Motors not to scream, you know. And if they scream, you bet they're going to get some action. But you're not as important as General Motors. You're not as important as Ford Motor Company. You are just an individual that happens to make. People that work at General Motors, the people that own General Motors, you make them happy. You make them laugh, but you're not... That one little thing is missing. What's good for the goose is not always good for the gander. It
1: doesn't travel. You
0: know what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say is that uh, what has happened to me and the hundreds of others that are in the same vein that I'm in is that the... uh injustice that was done, I don't see how it could have been, happened to us in this great land we got here, in this great country that we got here. I feel that the government should help us because we can't get nobody else to help us because I feel that these people ripped me off, they ripped off the government because if I ripped off somebody for a lot of money, I wouldn't pay taxes on it. Why should I pay tax on it if I stole it? Those guys
1: are bankrupt now. They no, they ain't bankrupt. Didn't they declare? No,
0: no, 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 no. They keep selling here and, and hiding under here and hiding over here. Did you and
1: ever make any money when? when no. When, sold I money say, when I say when I say I made
0: long? no money, that means exactly what I said. No money.
1: I'm a man.
0: I, I got a statement. I got a statement from Sugar Hill Records not too long ago, that claim, I owed him. I think it was uh, $156,000. When I left Chess Records, I owed them $125,000. So, so
1: somehow
0: So now they something wrong them. here. You know, something is wrong. You,
1: what, who had the publishing
0: of your songs? Oh, art music. I'm not worried about art. Ark is... They, they, they that, have, that's that's yeah. I sold the stuff to art. Uh, yeah. See, I was at one time uh, picking at art to try to get to Chess. Yeah. You know, but Chess is the one that I really wanted because I've never seen any money from them. I sold my stuff out to art and music and then they, at at one time I was up, I thought maybe I hadn't gotten paid up to the date but uh, I just left that alone uh, because uh, I feel that Sugar Hill Records is liable yeah. for any monies up until they sold to MCA, uh, you know. On me, all over the world, my stuff all is selling packages,
1: yeah.
0: all over the world now. And somebody's gonna, yeah. somebody should do do the right thing. I shouldn't have to go and embarrass no, 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 no. who I thought was my friends, was Sylvia and Joe Robinson. Yeah. I thought they were my friends. I wrote "Love Is Strange" for them, and I thought if they were gonna get anybody, it wouldn't be Bo Diddley. You you understand what I'm saying? And I, now, evidently I was wrong. So now I'm out for, out, for, 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 what, I'm out to get somebody. So I want, I want what's due to me, because I've been deprived of a lot of things, you know, because of that. And I am the first dude that started all this, this crap. That's then, what I want to talk you about. You know. What,
1: what was there in the music that you think that, if you had a look back at a perspective that so influenced all these English kids and so influenced surface. Well let me let me let me, let me let me let me let me let
0: me let me run it down to you exactly what happened in America because you might not be aware of it. When I started in nineteen fifty five and remind me uh I remind you you're the first one I ever uh explained this to on a tape or in person as a writer or whatever. Uh, I made the record in 1955, he started to play it, and everybody freaked out. Uh, Caucasian kids threw Beethoven in the garbage can. Kids were hollering, hey I like that, I want to play a guitar mama. Parents are freaking out because they've had piano players in the, in the family for hundreds of years. Your uncle was a great concert pianist. And well, you want to play a guitar, yeah, mama, I want to play a guitar. I want to sound like that cat that 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 is. We don't want that black music in this house. Or we don't want that junk in this house. So the kid sneaks off. Gets him a guitar, learns how to play it. So, here they come. Okay, but now in the meantime, I can't get my stuff played. So what happened is, this is what happened in between what I just said. So, Lennon then them say to Alan Freed, hey, what do you think about if we get some white kids that can play guitars and and sound just a little bit black and let them cover the record. Somebody said, I got the right kid, but he sings country. Let's try him out. Yes? You know Alright. So here they come. They record the record. The white station is a player. But it's the same song now.
1: Did you get?
0: Covered? But they, Did you yeah. Get covered? But they call me Rhythm and Blues. Yeah. But they call the, the Caucasian record, white boys. They call them Rock and Roll. Rock and roll right. See, just so long as they could separate it and they could make believe that this wasn't a black record anymore, but it's written by a black dude.
1: But then Alan Free play your
0: records. Oh yes, yeah. he got the same thing. A lot of other DJs got bricks thrown at his house. Yeah, because it was a new day. See, because the basic thing, people they see white people used to try to figure out. They go and ride through the black neighborhood and say, "Man, them people sure is happy. Wonder why they have no." And and Juke Jones would be just jumping with little bands and stuff. Do 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 do. You know, and they be they wanted in on it.
1: Did you have any idea that these English kids were...
0: Oh, the English uh, kids came in 1964. Yeah. Yeah, they they have listening
1: to you in the late 50s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They have, did you have any idea how popular No, the music I didn't
0: was, even like know it? how to get overseas. Yeah. I so, didn't even know it was a way to get over there. When's the
1: first time
0: you ever went over there? Yeah, I thought Detroit across yeah. <laughs> cross Lake Michigan was, <laughs> was England.
1: That was the end of the <laughs> world. You fell <laughs> off. You
0: I'm there. serious. No kidding. I didn't know Detroit was over there. When I found out Detroit was over there, I went over there with Dizzy Gillespie. Somewhere we went. We played at the same place. We went over on a bus or something or other.
1: Well, after you had your hit, the hit records, th- didn't you travel a lot? Didn't you get out there and work? Uh, yeah, I, I worked. You used to do some Alan Freed shows and yeah. the Feld shows. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the thing. How were they? Were they fun to do?
0: Or? They were fun to do, but we were underpaid, which yeah. I'm not happy about. Which uh, uh, I didn't know the, the status of what the money I was.
1: Was everybody underpaid? Jackie. Oh Wilson, yeah, everybody. Everybody. Shop, everybody,
0: you know? everybody. No kidding. Everybody was underpaid, see. And 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 uh well look at what Irvin Fell on. He owns the owns the thing. You don't you don't just buy that by being nice to somebody. You got to step on a few toes to do what he did. And he stepped on a whole lot of heels and feet. Did
1: you guys ever talk about it
0: that you thought you were being ripped off? Uh no. Why? You didn't know who to talk to. Did
1: you know you were being ripped off at the time? Or we felt it. Like
0: we, no, we felt it. But see, you take like... like. If you came from a job making 49 cents an hour, and all of a sudden you're making uh, $375 a night for a three-piece group, you know what I'm saying? And now you got $75 for a day after you pay everybody, or 150 bucks, you know... You feel pretty good. The bad thing about it is you had to travel. You know what I'm saying? Do
1: you have a family back in Chicago? Oh yeah. Yeah. And you run
0: the road a lot. Yeah. You got disadvantages in anything you do, especially in show business. You got to be away from home all the time. You got to take care of home, and you got to take care out there on the road too. You got to you got to be two people, you know, and uh, you got to have a pretty good family. A wife and, and 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 all that to deal with what you're doing, see, and uh, some of us make it and some of us don't, you know. God was, bless those that make it.
1: There was always a sense of humor and some enthusiasm in your music. So obviously, you, you know, while you're bitter on one side, you weren't letting it show in the music. I
0: you. said you got to be two people. Yeah. See, right now I'm sitting here talking with you, and I got some of the biggest problems in the world that any man ever faced. You know, and uh but you can't let that. there's no thing. The show must go on.
1: But the lady had this run of records that was terrific, and the, the the money didn't go up or left the same ad or things like that.
0: Well, it's it's a it's a it's a weird thing, but we we look like in in America we we just so. Uh, let people get away with things like like the, the drug people that are getting away with everything today, you know, uh, and everybody sits around a big table and talk about uh, what should be done and uh, what can be done, what shouldn't have been done and all that, but nobody does anything.
1: You, your career kind of paralleled Chuck Berry. I mean, you both started about within a year or two of each other who started to make records anyhow.
0: Yeah, we were about almost together. It was about six months. I think I was released before Chuck Berry. Yeah. I think about he, six months. He
1: came on, I think, 56 with me. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Was, was that a friendship?
0: Uh, no, there? I didn't know anything about Chuck Berry. I mean, friends nope. later on? No, no, nope. no. You made nope. a record with him? No, nope. no, nope. nope. no, 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 no. It was a long time before Chuck and I started talking. Oh. Like, years.
1: Was it that you weren't? friends or you just didn't know each other? Right? No,
0: we knew each other. But I'd rather not talk about it.
1: Okay. <laughs> do that. How about, uh, you made some records with Muddy Waters and Little Walter mm-hmm. and some blues records. Were you friendly with those guys at all? Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the music scene like uh, with all these blues players? It was, was it mostly around Chicago? That
0: yeah. That, that I knew all these people. You know, I was a kid around them. <laughs> you know, I was the youngest thing it was around them.
1: Hey, did you run into Presley at all? Uh, no. Who started about the same time too? It was doing you? No. He was doing your stuff. No,
0: he uh no he copied me my, he uh, Elvis Presley copied me and Jackie Wilson, he combined the two acts together, and at at, at the time, uh he had a good thing going and and thank I uh, thank God that he he did I take my hat off to him, the name of the game is make money and that's what he did and he was a lucky man I don't know, I haven't seen anybody else come behind him. And do that same thing, except uh, uh, Michael Jackson and and Prince, and I still don't think they've stepped in yeah. in uh, uh, Elvis's shoes, you know. Well, they say about the only thing original about Elvis
1: was Elvis. I mean, the music came from
0: everybody else. So everybody else. Everybody else. He see, was an original. Yeah, yeah but see, but it's certain certain people can get away with it. See, yeah. Elvis was a very nice-looking young man, you know, and that helped him a lot. It helped him a lot. Had he not been, I don't know what'll happen.
1: Didn't you find, I mean, with all all the money problems, but didn't you find that it got easy to get your records played on the air? Was after 55, uh, it seemed that records were getting integrated anyhow. Uh, Pat Stomino, Little Richard, just, uh, Chuck Berry. Yourself. Yeah,
0: well, somebody had to start the market because okay. record companies started popping up. Blues was always going, but it was limited, back right, to maybe to Chicago and St. Louis, and that's where the first record company went. You know, uh, you have to start somewhere. Leonard and Phil Chess used to sell records out of the trunk of their car. You know, it's to try to get them heard. Everybody, they started, and I know this for a fact, with $2,000. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you ever heard that before. No, I Alan Freed and, and Leonard and Phil Chess were very good friends. You know, and they all used to sit up and talk about the money. I know Mr. Chess, uh, old man Chess, the... Leonard and Phil's dad, and he told me what he gave him, and told him, says, that's all I'm giving you, go out and do something with it, and they got together and put their little two grand together and started this record company. How
1: did these two Jewish peddlers develop all these great blues artists, I mean, assign
0: all these blues Well, well it ain't no great mystery, it ain't no uh, big thing, it's just that you got to believe in something to do something. You'll never know whether you're going to be a success until you try and fail. If you failed, then you wasn't successful.
1: Did they know anything about blues music? No. Nah. Yeah.
0: They knew it worked in black neighborhoods. That's just like the cats come through the neighborhood, the Jewish dude come through the neighborhood and, and that, that wants to make money. Because when a no black dude do this. They'd rob him. They'd take everything he had. But they wouldn't bother this man. And he'd get him a box full of rings and come through there and sell them for $10 a piece and clean up. You understand? Know then he'd go get him some more and go to another neighborhood. Until he'd get him a, a thing, then he'd branch out. And that's the way they did it. And
1: they, uh,. They had their
0: 2000 bucks and they used to go through the South and sign bands, did they, too? No, I don't know about going through yeah. the South, signing nobody. Yeah. Maybe the South Side of Chicago, <laughs> you know, but I don't know about going down South. But,
1: but blues players were all around Chicago, and they were the only ones there to, to sign I guess. Yeah. Uh, did you
0: know Jimmy Reed? Uh, yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. Some of those people, did you ever jam together with any of those players? Yeah. yeah. I played with them on gigs. I don't jam. Yeah. I don't practice and, and sit and jam with nobody.
1: Uh, then the English thing started to happen. Yeah. And all of a sudden,
0: was this a big surprise to you to hear that the Rolling Stones or somebody else was making records? Of your things? no. Uh. Uh-uh. No. I just uh, some of them could have did a better job, but uh, the Stones did very good.
1: How about the Argers? They
0: loved they, they did all right, you know. But see, you talking about yeah. that? You talking about a lot of money that was made from these records, you know?
1: Yes. And again, nobody made any money on this side, you know, on your side of the fence. No. When did you first go to England? Nineteen
0: sixty-two.
1: Yeah, and and you there, you were a, a big star. Uh, any money then? money no, <laughs> then. It's hard to believe. You talk about
0: I know it. It sounds funny. It no. is funny. No, it's not, it's not funny. I mean, it's, it's no, no, it is. It's, it's funny because. Uh, you you you, you look for people. You you trust people, yeah. and that's the worst word in the dictionary: trust.
1: Well, you started also working a lot uh, in some of the revival shows too, didn't you? Uh,
0: oh, that you, came here lately in his last seven. Yeah. So.
1: But uh, what about England? While all this was going on, did you feel that your career was bouncing again? Uh, you know, no,
0: no. no uh-uh. Just continuously worked here and there. Okay. Did you
1: play with the Rolling Stones? Uh, oh yeah, you went on tour mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask you. <laughs> Did you make any money? <laughs>
0: oh, I, I got working oh, on, on, for working sure. on gigs. Yeah. I'm just, I'm talking about it's money, residuals. Money. I'm talking it's about residuals.
1: You sold off your publishing. Uh, you're never going to pay for your own records. <laughs> and uh, they don't pay you when they make a record. And they just don't do that. Did you ever spend time talking with Jagger or any of those people?
0: Uh, no, I know all of them. Yeah? Mm-hmm.
1: they ever come and ask you to, for advice musically? Okay. No?
0: They don't need my help.
1: To to records?
0: Yeah. it's just really funny that the people that they dealt with paid them yeah. that's really weird
1: why do you think why do you think all this just happened to
0: you uh, I ain't the only one that it happened to yeah.
1: why do you think it happened uh,
0: I prefer using the word to you guys Yeah. you know because I got to a lot of colleagues yeah, guys, out there sure. that uh, was involved in the same thing that's what Rich is hollering about now you know uh, yeah. when you hear what little Richard has to say he's telling the truth he's not lying and I, I can't I can't understand why I, like I said a little bit why this can happen in America you know you
1: know, I remember I had a little group that used to play at record hops with me some kids and they they came to me with a song I thought was terrific and fill them on the chest from town so I said listen you guys want to pick up this record I said but you got to pay a royalty to this school you got to give them like 2% on top record is called Happy Birthday Baby by a group called the Tomb Weavers. Mm-hmm. and I see the count. Now, here, I'm their big disc jockey, and they screwed me. So I called, because it wasn't me that was getting money, it was the school getting the money. And I called I said, are you crazy? I mean, we sold this many records in Boston. Why are The record's number one in the country. They said, oh, just an oversight, just an oversight. So I can understand. That's the first time I realized, because if it happens to me, a guy they they got to have doing business with, for them. (laughs) What could happen to somebody who signed on a contract? I couldn't believe the the degree of the larceny. Mm -hmm. But guys like Presley had good management and they made money.
0: They bought time, had something like the Elvis Presley hour. The colonel had money to put up there and he shoved him down everybody's throat. You know, he didn't ease down, he was shoved because the people that were dealing with me didn't have no money to push my stuff. And probably I wouldn't have sold no way. Because first of all, we had that black and white thing going. You know what I'm saying? Don't let that black dude make too much money. That's the attitude that was going on. It's still here. It's still here. Okay, then let Michael Jackson make a few bucks. You know what I'm saying? They might let Prince make a few. But all of a sudden, you don't hear him no more.
1: Richie yeah, Richie.
0: He'll, 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 be, he'll be right in the line with the rest of them. Very shortly, see, and but they are letting them do a little bit more than what I did, or what Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters is one of the all-time greatest. That I say the greatest that I know anything about blues men. He started a whole lot of stuff, the slide and guitar and that. I mean, don't 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 Then came Elmo James behind him. You know what I'm saying, Little Walter. Walter died, and nobody even knew he was dead. They don't pay any attention to us. We are the originators of all this stuff, and nobody pays us attention. One of us died. I'm worried about when my booty kick off. Will anybody know it? Will anybody notice it? That's something to think about. You know, will anybody notice when Bo Diddley ceased to exist? And if I stay here, I got to get old, and if I get old, I got to die. Yes, sir. So, will anybody recognize that the man that started rock and roll in the beginning, which Alan Freed named, at the Paramount Theater, will anybody know? And do all this? You know, I don't want all this praise, but just recognize that a a good dude is going to rest.
1: You don't think you don't think that you've made a mark strong enough? For
0: I don't the believe so. Not. There are people that are bigger than me. Muddy Waters started before me. There's nobody out there I've heard play blues that even comes close. That can't even carry his guitar. You know what I'm saying? The only other person I know is B.B. King. And B.B.'s a baby on the Muddy. But uh, he's, a, he's a great man, but he's a baby on the muddy. Yeah. You know,
1: Muddy's king:
0: the king of all, uh, Well, free, free, free in free. my time from coming from 1943, 1940, all back in there, when I heard you couldn't get in Chicago. Now just how bad do you need to be that you can't get a job in Chicago because Muddy Waters got every club sold up. Did, did
1: Muddy sell a lot of records?
0: Oh, yes. So loud, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. M- Muddy M- Walter died. Nobody even know he was dead. Yeah, they, and nobody announced it, said, we done lost Muddy Walter. We done lost uh, little Walter. You know? Fifty people said, oh, Walter. You know? Uh, this is a hurting thing. You look at yourself and you say, what am I killing myself for? And... I might not be making no money out of it, but maybe one day when when i decease, deceased, maybe they'll wake up and realize that they lost. You know the only people that will realize that you gone is the people that's making my records and repackaging them. Get your Bo Diddley records now because this is the last of them, blah, blah, blah. They'll sell the hell out of them. Because why? I am no more. That's their uh, 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 thing uh, uh, showing a respect for me. Same shit they did to Elvis. But they treated Elvis like he was God. That's cool. He, he was a big man.
1: But your perception of, of yourself is, uh, you know, I, I'm an outsider, you're a Bolivian. Mm-hmm. I, I say he's a man whose music has influenced so, so many people.
0: But look what I've seen go down with people that I admire. I know that. That yeah. is, is bigger than me, had more hits than me. Yes, you know I mean it's what I'm trying to get you to yeah. see.
1: But you're influenced. I mean, just all you'd have to do is play that riff somewhere. And there are millions of people. I don't, see it, I don't, see, it. No. I don't
0: see it, baby. Yeah, I, 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 no, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. I can't tell you about the money, but I gotta tell I don't see it. I don't see it. My fans yeah. might remember me. My law fans. Yes. You know and it's because that I might be fresh on their memory from something that just happened, a video that's going on today. But seven years ago, if I'd have kicked off, nobody did. Somebody says, oh, yeah, I got people, I already got people saying, oh, uh, I thought she was dead, you know,
1: you still here? That's- kind <laughs> of gruesome talk. About, you're dying. You're not gonna die. No, I ain't, going I ain't planning on dying. I
0: ain't going I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. The way that people uh, but, uh, don't show you, respect, you don't know. you find
1: audiences really turned on when you step out on stage? Oh, so?
0: now I'm. I got a new generation yeah. on yeah. me now. Yeah,
1: well that's, and this that's, is great. Man, I mean, you know, here it is another crowd just finding yeah. Deadly again. You know?
0: That's right. You know, but yeah. which crowd will it be that yeah. that uh, comes? and say, wow, I hope you've gone to a, yeah. a better place, yeah. or something like that. I think about that all the time.
1: What was, what was the best time for you in these last 35 years? What
0: ah, I don't know, man. It's just weird. Was mm. there
1: a time that everything was terrific? I mean, before you?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to go somewhere okay. in a minute okay. mm, for the store uh, close.
1: Yeah. Okay. I just, was there a time that was better than some other time for you? Yeah, but I
0: can't pick out when. All I know is that uh, you know, I I dig I played in Poland, I was very happy to do that and I've been all over the United States, uh and I've been very happy that I've played for all of these beautiful people, the schools, the the car shows and whatever else of everything that I've done, I've been very, very happy to have done that. You know. I love people. I've been to Australia and I love it over there, you know.
1: And you've written some terrific songs and played some great records.
0: Got some more coming up. Well, I hope
1: so. Thank you for the
0: time, man. You're welcome.